Hey, Yasha Gum Maria, the spiritual homegirl, and we are back with an anniversary. Man, I'm excited. It's the anniversary podcast episode of the spiritual homegirl podcast. It is six years, six years since the day I launched my very first three podcast episodes on this this day. Yes, this day. And I got some lessons I want to share with y'all. So before we get started, let me go ahead and give y'all my usual note of gratitude. We popping it out today. We popping today. So just giving you a heads up, boo friend. So thank you for listening. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land for the last six years, for the last 2000 some plus days, you have chose to lend me your ears whenever you felt like it over the last six years years we closer to 10 and we are to zero we are man listen um my energy is so high today i'm so happy so 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 happy so let's get into today's lessons i learned over the last six years i got six to share so when i first started spiritual homegirl i was told by a mentor of mine it's gonna take you about three to five years to build a solid brand and i remember looking at them and being like are you serious three to five years that means it's gonna be 2021 and they said yeah so what you're still gonna be here right and i said you know what yeah i am i am and They told me some other stuff, too, that I'll be sharing as those were also lessons I would end up learning. And I was like, wow, this is this is this is interesting um, how how things work. It's not as easy as folks think, especially when first off, spiritual hunger was not something I, quote unquote, wanted to do do initially the plan was to always be behind the mic. You were never supposed to see my face the whole nine. And once I realized that this work was bigger than me and it was ancestrally guided, I knew that I had to do things in a way that did not gratify me immediately, meaning I did not want to be out front, but I was guided to be out front. So I was out front. And then once I realized that it was not just a podcast, it was my life's work. um, I said, you know what? I'm not going to disrespect my ancestors and I'm not going to disrespect the blood, sweat and tears and energy of their sacrifices or mine by not doing the best I can with this. So I have given spiritual homegirl all that I've had and I'm really proud to see where it's gone. Like it's, it's so dope to see this, this, this whole thing more from a public extension of myself with a podcast to having publishing credits. Like the funny thing about spiritual homegirl is I could be a flexor and I can say, all the stuff I've done with spiritual homegirl, I could. And people will probably be like, you talking too much. You act like, no, I could. But I'm very, very gracious. But I think that people assume, people have assumed all sorts of weird stuff about spiritual homegirl. Folks thought it was just a social media name. I'm like, no, um, I have, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I have writing credits on songs. Like, what is we talking about? Like, there's there's a song with E-40 and Wiz Khalifa that has my backgrounds on the background vocals. You can hear me clearly the entire song. My voice is on that entire song from the beginning to the end. I have that. I've also been on different intros with Currency and, and MERS. And it's just really fly. Shout out to DJ Fresh. DJ Fresh was the one who put me in position with that. Shout out to bro. Um, I hope you are still doing amazing. I know coming off a tour and everything. But um, 
it's been a very cool journey. Like I would have never thought starting a podcast that I would be on some of my favorite artists song growing up. Like I just never thought <laughs> that obviously like I used to see Murs on TV in college and I used to remember being like, yo, Murs is dope. And I used to always play um, Love and Appreciate by Murs. And to be on a song with Murs or be on an album with Murs is fire. Like what? Currency, same thing too. Like that's just just dope. Oh, it's just so dope. Uh, writing books and stuff like that. Like it's been cool, you know, like the, I've been featured in global, global platforms. Now this news complex mantra. It's just like when people think because they don't know what I've done because I don't toot my horn. We tooting today, boo boo. We're going to toot because I have done a lot of awesome stuff and I can only pray that I made a positive impact on this world with those that choose to um, engage with me in any way, shape, or form. I really hope that there's somebody that can be spiritual homegirl or spiritual homeboy or spiritual home person in their own way. You know, provided you don't use my name because you know we, you know, we can't have that. But we'll talk about that too because <laughs> that's a lesson I learned too. But I just want people to just be their best and inspire people through just being solid. You feel me? Like anyway, we'll talk about that too as well. But the lessons that I've learned is number one. Social media means nothing when it comes to whether your brand is viable or not. And the reason why I say that, and I'm pretty sure some social media specialists that make their money by doing these services are going to disagree with me. But hear me out. There are companies and brands that are wanting to work exclusively with micro influencers versus the blue checks with the six figure followings. And that's not a shot to the six figure following blue checks, folks, because I know some of them. But I'm just saying when it comes to the market of, of what you do. Just because you don't have a million followers or even a 100,000 followers or even 10,000 followers or even a thousand right now, it doesn't mean that your your work is not valuable. So don't ever value your work based on social media follows as well as engagement that if you're not getting engagement right there, it just means that your audience is being realigned. You're realigning with your audience. The audience from the last season may not come with you this season. Some of them will drop off. Some of them will stay. And that's okay. And somebody that's had six years worth of audiences dealing with all these different algorithms across all these different platforms. I realized that, you know, I mean, y'all know what the secret is when it comes to that. I done said it so many times. But, you know, when it comes to social media, you got to use it a certain way. And with validation and, and feeling like you have a viable brand based on on social media. It, my thing is, you know, forget even the dollars. Yeah, you would want to be profitable. Yes. But if you're positively impacting lives, to me, that's the most valuable thing of, of all. That's just me. That's that's the first thing first. And then everything else comes second. Social media building is last. With all due respect, social media is cool and I will continue to use it how I use it. But I have too much going on to make social media my make or break in terms of my entire brand. To make social media my entire validation it's just that would be playing myself. It would. Um, that's almost like judging somebody. Like, you know how back in the day we used to say, and I say weeks of never but my own advice. Oh, they not nobody. They only got 200 followers. That's what that kind of stuff gives me in terms of validating your brand or your business based on social media. Like, oh, they ain't nobody. They got 200 followers. Since when followers meant you was a good person. Since when does followers mean that you're actually decent at what you do? No, it just means that folks are entertained enough to kind of tap in and they want to see what's up for whatever reason. Whether it's to hate watch, whether it's to be nosy, whether it's to kind of be on the fence. Again, AJ Joyner taught me this many years ago. 
But people have their own reasons. So I don't never get attached to social media followings for that purpose because um, we know how things work with algorithms and we know how things work when it comes to um, how easy it is to get your page snatched. So it's like, like, okay, whatever. So anyway, um, number two, don't be afraid to ask for help. I've had a couple of janky situations. Matter of fact, we'll say we'll say two and three. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And also, don't be afraid to fail forward. Now, I know with the, the again, going back to public appearance and social media, I was very grateful to grow up in an era that did not live and die by social media perception. It's one thing to deal with online hate or whatever you want to deal or call it that. But it's a different ball game when you're dealing with the smoke in your face. And I think coming up in that era, that gave me some very thick, tough skin to roll with to where the Internet stuff is a piece of cake. Not to mention, um, I've never been the type to be scared of conflict. Again, you know, drama, there's some stuff that's drama and it's just unnecessary. But when it comes to necessary, healthy conflict, I've never been scared of that. So it's like, you know, provided you're not trying to steal or whatever, then it's whatever. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't really answer to every single thing that calls my name unless you're trying to call yourself my name. But we can get into that in another lesson because that's definitely a lesson I learned as well. But don't be afraid to, you know, make your mistakes or whatever. Like there's so many different things that we can do on the journey. One, I remember this one girl, she had had a business. I think she was doing, gosh, what was it? It was something natural and it didn't work. Then she switched to another business. It was selling like some kind of like an online boutique. And it was clowning her. Like, oh, she she can't sell nothing. She always switching businesses. And I'm like, yeah, is it switching businesses or is it finding what works for her? Because now she's a juicer and she's making a bunch of money um, selling juices. And I know, you know, you're probably like, oh, capitalism. Yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, we're in a system where we have to do as best we can as ethically as we can. And <laughs> the only thing I'll say about that is you can only make a certain amount of money without, without, you know, kind of crossing or blurring the line between ethic and unethical behavior. Because if it's just you and you know your personal boundaries and your ethics, it's easier to kind of govern yourself and know that you're moving 100% ethically, right? And you're not exploiting people. But when it kind of starts going into territory that is a little bit more... <laughs> inclusive of other people's help and outsourcing you got to be careful because if you are moving in a way that does not pay people what they're worth you are automatically on the wrong side of this whole equation so yeah but that's a whole nother nuance layer discussion about capitalism itself but outsourcing and not being afraid to ask for help and not being afraid to pivot and make changes don't worry about what folks gonna say it don't matter what they say because they're gonna watch it regardless i mean whatever the let's see that's knocked out three lessons so far that was quick the fourth lesson will be to focus so focusing is very important um sometimes it is for my idea factories out there it's very easy to want to do a million bajillion things and you might be able to do it but just know that your energy goes where you focus it on and y'all uncle, <laughs> I haven't said that in a while. Y'all uncle says that you get whatever you focus on. So, you know, you got to be careful of what you put your energy to, you know, focus on the things that benefit you and the things that you know will benefit the people that you want to serve, whether you are making money or not. 
Even if you're just doing community service and you're just doing service-based work without any type of intention to profit, whatever you focus on, make sure that it is something that's going to benefit the people that you serve as well as yourself. And I don't mean that in like a, you know, make sure I, I use people kind of way because that's not what we're doing. We're not using, okay? You're not going to use nobody. But at the same time, just making sure that it's not at a cost of your boundaries and it's not at a cost of your respect and your dignity. So, so yeah, that's lesson number four. Lesson number five, slow to build, slow to collaborate. And I know that kind of goes against what people say from a marketing standpoint. I'm talking from a spiritual standpoint here. Being careful and being slow to build, it always gives you time to see who's really meant to be around and who's not. Whether it is the people that you want to serve or if it's the people that you want to work with. There have been plenty of times where I have seen folks link up for a bag and they fall out and they gossiping about each other um, behind the scenes. Not everybody, but in some instances. And it's just almost like, why would I ever want to associate with folks that move that way? So I'm very slow to discern who I share my energy with, whether it is me going on their shows or platforms, whether it's them coming on mine, like I'm very slow to build. Like there's been people that have had podcast interviews with me that I I waited six years and they waited six years because they move like me. We're kind of like, let's fill each other out. When it's when the time is here, we're not going to force it. We're not going to sit here and act like you're besties. No, we're going to organically grow individually and, you know, as homies. And when it's time to come on the podcast and share space with each other, we'll do that. Because one thing about the internet, once you tie yourself to somebody it is very difficult to remove that tie because one thing the internet doesn't do is forget and the last thing that I'm going to do is associate myself with something that is problematic to me personally or problematic to my brand or if they've been problematic in the past there have been interviews that I said I was going to do and I canceled because the energy didn't sit right and I would realize well I don't know if this is a situation in which I want to be personally tied or professionally tied to this this energy here so, you know, it's it's really all about following your intuition. And if it don't feel right, it, it more than likely ain't right for you. So, again, if you're feeling the urge to be slow to build, even if you're not building a brand, even if you're at the, at the crib and you got somebody that you just met, you know, in your neighborhood or it's somebody that you met at a networking event or someone you met, you know, on Zoom, you know, if you're working remotely or somebody that you just decided to let in your life, it's OK to build slowly. The true intentions of folks always comes out because one thing about that energy, it don't lie. People think they can lie and do stuff all day and they think they're playing with the mind and they think that if they get in your head enough that they can convince you of who they are, the energy of that will always let you know that there's a disconnect. As long as you're tapped in, you pay attention. Not overthink, but as long as you pay attention to what's being given to you at face value, you're going to get the truth. So always be slow to build. And when you do build, build beautifully, you know? So lesson number six, <laughs> protect your stuff. Okay. I have been the only spiritual homegirl who's allowed to be a spiritual homegirl in the sense of saying that I own what I am. I own spiritual homegirl. Spiritual homegirl is me. And, you know, I'm spiritual homegirl. That being said, there have been folks who have, may have knowingly or unknowingly tried to be spiritual homegirls too. And some have been very respectful about understanding my position and my stake in my ownership of my brand and my name and those words. And then there have been some who have kind of been very defiant, very flippant. And all I will say is if you are not ready to get engaged in some kind of conflict, you may need to get some training before preparing to own anything. 
whether that is a business, whether that is a brand, a platform, a house, you got to be prepared to defend what you own because there are going to be folks that will challenge you. If you are the only person that is doing what you're doing and it is viable and it is getting looks and it is getting attention, people think that, okay, cool, I'll just take a snippet of this and I'm going to ride this way because technically I'm not doing what she's doing. Anybody that's ever tried to use my name, and I can talk about it a little bit more now because I didn't have about 15 instances over the last six years of women all trying to use my name. And it's not from a place of being, you know, rude or, you know, mean or anything like that because... At the end of the day, I know, I know what I've I know what I've done, number one. I also know that this work is bigger than me, number two. So because this work is ancestrally guided, to steal from me is automatically a disrespect to my ancestors. Their tears, their blood, their sweat, their energy and sacrifice, and mine as well. So when you steal from me and you try to use the words in any way, shape, or form, especially knowing that you're not allowed to, because usually I reach out to everybody, to continue using it means that you've disrespected not only myself, but my ancestors, because because of them, I'm here. So now you set something up for yourself that's beyond me and it's bigger than me, because again, this work is beyond me and it's bigger than me. I just make sure that I, I gatekeep it to keep it in the integrity intact. That's why. So if you're going to do something, I highly suggest y'all own y'all stuff. Nothing is worse than thinking that you're going to build on something and having these great ideas. And then you can't do it because, number one, somebody did it before you and you're trying to build on something they already own. Or somebody beat you to the punch and trademark some stuff that they see as potentially successful in order to try to um, capitalize. Like I've seen situations where. Folks will go viral and then some loser will trademark their stuff knowing they have zero use for it. But because they know it's viable, they want to have an ownership of it. And that's a colonizer way of being. And I want to talk about that as well. The colonizer tactics that have permeated every community, including black communities, including quote unquote BIPOC communities. It's it's concerning to me because from my experience, I know everyone talks about, oh, White folks do this and they do this and they do that. I'm going to be honest. Anybody that's ever tried to be a spiritual homegirl or infringe on my ownership of spiritual homegirl was never a white person. It was a person that looked like me or a person in another community. And it's really odd that folks will be so caught up in their identity that we don't self-check how we might embody some of the same colonizer oppressive tactics that were taught to us by living in countries like this. It's really odd to have somebody who looks like me tell me, Oh, my bad. I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay, well, I thought it was a little different because I put this word in front of it. That sounds like colonizer tactics. The same way folks can come over to America and steal from other people in their land and then rename it. Oh, I know this is your land, but it's going to be my land too. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it this though. It's colonizing, especially when you got people that aren't in my community that will say, oh, well, technically I'm a different culture than you. This is not the first time anybody's ever said it. It's been multiple folks that have said this. Oh, well, I don't do the same exact thing of you. First off, you don't know what I do because I don't tell nobody what I do. My spirituality has always been my business. It's always been private. I'm driven by the spirit of love. That is what drives spiritual hunger, love and kindness. So it's like, okay. Amongst other things. But, you know, loving kindness is what drives spiritual homegirls. So it's really odd to me when people from other communities would tell me, oh, well, you know, I'm not doing like the black girl magic stuff like you're doing. <laughs> Somebody told me that. I don't. Well, I know your stuff is like black girl magic and that's cool, but I kind of do a different kind of magic. And I'm like, you know, with all due respect, like that's not the same thing. So you're telling me it's OK to steal from me because you're of a different culture. 
which means that you're doing colonizer tactics. Oh, well, I'm going to use your name, but technically we aren't the same. So never mind the law. We're doing something different. So the law doesn't mean nothing to me. I'm going to go ahead and just roll with what I've been doing. And it's like, what? And again, like I say, it's nothing personal. It's just after 15 times, you kind of get used to this. <laughs> you're just in that. And every time somebody copies, it's just like, dang, like I really, I really did a good job making sure that I own this because if I didn't, this would be a hard fight to have. I see people that don't do the proper diligence. And then when somebody starts using their trademark or a word they made popular or even start using a screen name in business because they didn't trademark, they don't have much of a, 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 a fight. They don't really have much of a say so. Because as long as it's, it's floating around with nobody just say, hey, this is what I own, then that's it. I had somebody tell me one another time, I could have been a spiritual homegirl, but you beat me to it. No, that just means it was meant for me. Like, what? Oh, you know, I guess this is our baby. No, this is my baby. Like, if the idea came to you and you didn't do it, that means that wasn't for you. As far as I'm concerned, I didn't even know you had the situation in your head until you told me. Like, for some reason, you felt like you need to tell me. And this is like the, this happened three times where folks thought they had an idea, you know, and they didn't execute. And then they want to let me know for some reason that they had this idea first. And I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, you could think that all day, but you didn't do nothing with it. So as far as I'm concerned, this is me, mine's and mine's like, that's it. Like it's not to be mean, but it's just like, sometimes people will try to humble check you to, because they see what you're doing and because they might have had a similar idea that you didn't know about and they didn't take action, they'll go out their way to let you know, hey, just so you know, while you're building that, I could have had that. It's almost like saying, you know, the man you got, you know, I could have had him, right? You know, he was in my DM, right? That it's almost as corny as that. And I just be sitting there like the whole time. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, you see what? You see, you see it. <laughs> what you could have did. You know, okay, that's cool. You know, that's cool. You had an idea, but you know, I guess it wasn't meant for you, was it? If that's the case, if you want to be that, petty it's like okay well i mean do you feel better <laughs> telling me that you could have did this you know it's just weird but and it's even more weird when you got people that's literally telling you oh well trademark law don't exist to me because you know i'm not black or oh i don't do this kind of stuff or oh i put this word in front of it or oh i don't say this i say spiritual home girls with an s like it's just i've just heard so much and then sometimes you know I've also dealt with being accused of spiritually attacking folks because people think that I'm attacking them when it's them attacking themselves. I mean, like I said, when you when you steal from folks or when you continue to use people in a way that is not ethical or is not cool, like we just talking human one on one here. When you know the energy is not pure, when you know your intentions are not pure and you're doing what you're doing, I don't have to do anything to anybody. You do it to yourself. You hurt yourself. So you can say, oh, well, I'm going to. Do X, Y, Z because they're attacking me. So you just keep putting out stuff to attack yourself. You're trying to put out stuff to reverse stuff that you did to you. I'm just sitting here like, oh, okay. <laughs> right? I'm just sitting here about my business. I don't know nothing about it, boo. You hurting yourself. Them boomerangs come back every time. I wish people would understand that. When you keep your hands clean, like this is, you avoid these things happening to you. And when it comes to this whole BIPOC stuff or even black community stuff, Nobody's saying to be perfect in, in, in any way, shape, or form, whether it's how you do business or whatever. Nobody's saying be perfect, but be solid because you can't spell solidarity without solid. And if you ain't solid, you out of pocket regardless. So it just is what it is. So protect your stuff, okay? Take it from me. As somebody who has, to, has had to deal with 15, 15 people trying to be spiritual homegirl over the last six years in their own way, shape, or form, it's a part of the game. So don't take it personal, even though your work may be personal, but don't play with they. I'm going to keep it cool. Don't play with them either, though. 
You feel me? Make sure you protect your stuff by all means. In all means. Take that how you will. And also a bonus lesson, gratitude. Please give gratitude. There are going to be times where things are going to be slow and that's okay. Every business or every brand or anything you're building is going to have ebbs and flows and it's not going to be easy 100% of the time. Always give gratitude for where you are because where you are is going to get you to where you need to go if you stay consistent and if you stay in an energy of knowing that you are meant to do what you do. The minute you start letting other people's perceptions cloud your head, the minute you start sitting here letting a failure define your reality or a slow period or a time to take back and focus on yourself, the minute you start letting your confidence slip, you've already lost. Not because of nobody else, but because of yourself. Do you want to be the reason why you lost? No, because we're all winners. We're all winners in our own ways, on our own journeys, for our own purposes, on our own mission. The last thing you want to do is compare yourself to somebody you already lost there. Or the last thing you want to do is feel like you're not good enough, which means you've already canceled yourself out. We are not in the business of canceling ourselves out right now. We are in the business of making sure we do the best we can. Forget what everybody else thinks in terms of what you're doing in terms of whether it's correct or not. If you know intuitively you're on the right path your hands are clean you're moving cool keep building and always get gratitude for where you are no matter what it is no matter how quote-unquote small it is any blessing is a monumental blessing again any blessing is a monumental blessing so celebrate it like the big win that it is okay so those are my seven lessons so two things quick full circle moment i <laughs> three and a half years ago i was in la and i was volunteering with an organization called beam beam stands for black emotional and mental health collective and i loved everything that it stood for and i loved what yolo Achille, who is the founding direct well founding member as well as the director executive director of the organization i just loved his ideology and, and how he kicks things and i'm just like we're on the same wavelength and I always wanted to do something with Beam, whether it was a training program or workshop. It didn't matter. I just knew that Beam was one of the dopest organizations I ever come across. And I knew that one day I would love to work with them. So full circle moment. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, I will be doing a Twitter spaces with them. Yola will be hosting it. Beam is sponsoring it, of course. And it's about protecting healers and black mental therapists, um, mental health therapists, mental health. So it's basically talking about how healers and therapists take care of themselves. And I will be sharing the space as well with Sean J. Moore. He is a yoga teacher as well as I think he's a community engagement specialist too um, for a wellness app, if I remember correctly, a wellness platform. So it's really dope to have a full circle moment announced on the six year anniversary of Spiritual Homegirl because again, People think it's just a cute name and they think it's just a podcast or a, or a social media name. No, this is a whole global platform. It is. And it's very impactful. Hundreds of countries reached. Millions of downloads over the last six years. Hella credentials. Lots of features. Dope people I've encountered. Many people that's positively changed their life. Matter of fact, if Spiritual Homegirl has positively influenced your life, let me know. Let me know. I would like to know. Feel free to email me at maria at spiritualhomegirl.com. If Spiritual Homegirl has positively affected your life in any way, shape, or form, I would like to know. And I'm probably going to make a post about it too on social media because I am very curious. Has Spiritual Homegirl changed your life, boo? Let me know. Anyway, 
Um, but you can join me on Twitter Spaces tomorrow. You can click the link in my show notes to get to that space and get a reminder. It starts at 9.45 Pacific Time, 12.45 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'm really excited. Again, 9 a.m. Pacific. Well, 9.45, excuse me. 9.45 a.m. Pacific and then 12.45 p.m. Eastern. And also the inner peace posse. I'm about to close the doors of that to uh, get the energy right before we um, see what happens in the next month or so. I'm really excited. And um, you don't want to miss that price, okay? We'll talk about that a little more on the next episode. But I just wanted to let y'all know that I am doing that Twitter Spaces um, event tomorrow. And I would love for y'all to come. So with that being said, y'all, I'm super duper hype. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my six-year anniversary, okay? This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria, the one, the only, the original, the OG Spiritual Homegirl for the last six years and counting. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself. And whatever you do, boo friend, do it with love, okay? Love y'all. Peace.